KC, are you there? Yeah. Yeah, you there? Oh, yeah, you made me yawn. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's been a pretty busy day today so yeah. far. Yeah. <laughs> so, you ready for more Bible stuff? Always. I'm always ready for more Bible stuff. Okay. And I have been told that you're going to do it. You're going to do your summary of it, and it's going to be 100% right, and we're not even going to have to do the podcast. Nope. It's going to be the shortest podcast ever. Right. Okay. We'll go through it verbatim. Okay. What's in the Bible? Yep. <laughs> so, last time on the Bible, <laughs> Donald Trump supporter Ahab wrongfully imprisoned a man because reasons. Well, the the, re- the reason was that uh, he didn't have a favorable opinion about Ahab going to war. And um, apparently that warranted imprisoning, which is a felony, by the way. Wrongful imprisonment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, Ahab then goes to war, uh, despite the one prophet who was like, nope, you're going to get fucked over with it. Uh, and so then God proceeds to yeet the fuck out of Ahab. No, don't. No. Jeho <laughs> runs like a little bitch from the fight because it was Ahab and Jeho that were going to fight him, right? And so in the midst of it, Jeho's like, I'm fucking out of here. So he leaves and that gets Ahab killed. So then Jehu, totally different person, Jehu <laughs> rebukes Jeho because he helped Israel out. And Israel is a bitch. <laughs> Uh, Ahab got buried in Samaria and he became an anal king. Uh, something, uh, he, he had something to do with anal. I don't know. Anyways, the, his successor though was Ahazah and he came in and, uh, pissed God off too, like his dad did. Uh, so then Jeho, if you don't remember, he's, uh, Jeho's over Judah. He's the king of Judah. I got that right. But his name's Jehoshaphat. Jeho brings back judges because apparently Judah was just fucking anarchy and nobody was prosecuting anybody at that point in time. So you could literally do anything like stand out in the middle of the street and shoot a person. That's not true. And then, um, oh, and then a bunch of bitches came to <laughs> shit on Jeho and kill him. What? Yeah. Jeho and uh, and Judah knew that they were going to get fucked over. So they cried like little bitches to Big Daddy Yahweh. And then Big D Yahweh says, it's cool. <laughs> we going to fuck them up, little homie. And then God throws a confusion bomb and causes all, all of the people uh, of the Big Dick armies to fight and kill <sighs> each other. God then has the people of Judah... Uh, plunder all of that unused booty that was just laying there on the battlefield. Uh, then they went uh, back to Judah to suck God's dick, like you always should do if you want to keep God happy. And then nobody fucked with Judah because that was some crazy-ass shit, man. <laughs> J-Ho... <laughs> <laughs> Jeho made an alliance with ah huzzah, uh, to trade some shit with uh, some ships that they got. Uh, God then got pissed, so he dropped a solid deuce on the plan. He shat on the on the ships and caused the ships to be destroyed. Um, is what that was meaning the deuce because number two. 
God took a number two on it. Thank you for explaining that in more detail. That's just what we needed. Meanwhile, in Israel, I, huzzah, <laughs> fell down into some biohazard shit <laughs> and got ill. <laughs> Jesus then comes to get Elisha to tell people that I, Hazah, was gonna die. I, Hazah, wanted to see Elijah because he had been talking some shit. Elijah then evolves into his firebender form and causes God to shit fire down on the people coming to collect him. I, Hazah, <laughs> performed a copy paste. And then shit on the other, uh, sh- uh, then uh, he's, he sent another 50 people to collect uh, Elijah, but God took a Taco Bell shit firestorm on that particular group too. Then I, huzzah, did it yet again. But this time Jesus came down and told Elijah to cool it with the shit fire stuff. His dad needs to clear out his colon for a little bit. So why don't you just go and talk to a- or I, huzzah. Almost said Ahab. That fucker's dead by this point. He did. He did! <laughs> uh, Elijah then talked shit directly to Ahazah, and you know what happens? What? He did! <laughs> and then I... <laughs> Most people on this podcast are going to have no idea what that's from. <laughs> Ahazah became another anal king, too. I guess he liked getting fucked in the ass by God. And then Jehor became king uh, uh, at at some point. We don't know exactly when. The timing's a little fuzzy there. But Jehor did. And just so you know, these are all different people. These are not the same person. They're just all named similarly. Um Jehor was bad, but not as bad as like his dad or anybody else. But he still continued to, sh- to his shithead ways and piss God off. The end. Which <laughs> I thought there was more, but there's not. Jehor is now head of Judah. Israel. Fuck! I always get that shit wrong. <laughs> also took me more than five fucking minutes. Damn I'm it. so sorry. I'm sorry. You did, but to be fair, like all the details are wrong. But the basic storyline was actually pretty spot on. Ooh, nice. But the details were shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like Taco Bell shit? Fire shit. Okay. What's up, heathens? How How y'all doing? So apparently I got a few things wrong, but I got the main storyline right this time. So progress, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The details are all wrong. Oh, okay. But we'll we'll fix them. All right. Out of the Bible. Right. Right. So, um, GE said last time we left off with Micaiah uh, telling uh, Ahab, that he should not go to war because he's going to die in war in battle if he goes. But all of the other prophets are, you know, being led by the, by the devil, right. Being led right. by Satan. Um, 
evil spirit, I think it was, or no, it was, it was a heavenly spirit. He was just making him do the, say that they were making them say the wrong things. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking that that might be an ambiguous kind of reference to, uh, Satan or the, that particular angel in, in Jewish lore. Uh, I mean, I don't know, uh, because, it kind of it kind of seems like it would be that would be God's agent of like yeah, uh, he said, maliciousness. Yeah, he says <laughs> it'll be a lying spirit. So right. um, anyway, Ahab doesn't already doesn't like Micaiah because Micaiah doesn't tell him the shit he wants to hear. So they throw Micaiah in prison and go to war. Him and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, go to war together. Anyway, now they're not going to war against each other. Let's clear that up right now. Mm -hmm. They're going to war together against um, Ramoth Gilead. Okay. So um, they do that. And that's where we're going to start. All right. You ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, went up to Ramoth Gilead. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will enter the battle in disguise, but you wear your royal robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. Now, the king of Aram had ordered his 32 chariot commanders, do not fight with anyone, small or great, except the king of Israel. When the chariot commanders saw Jehoshaphat, they thought, surely this is the king of Israel. So they turned to attack him. But when Jehoshaphat cried out, the chariot commander saw that he was not the king of Israel and stopped pursuing him. But someone uh, drew his bow at random and hit the king of Israel between the sections of his armor. <laughs> just purely at random. Just randomly shot in a direction and nailed him. Well, yeah, because he they didn't know he was the king. Remember, well, he right. was disguised. So they didn't know. It just it was It was random. It wasn't like he was targeting that guy in particular. Or, I mean, he might have been, but he didn't know he was the king of Israel. Well, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm emphasizing yeah. that it's just totally at random. Somebody just drew back, shot into the pure nothingness of the battle, yeah. and managed to kill the king. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not right away, though. No, because so, he's got to suffer. Yeah, he's got to suffer. So, um Let's see. The king told his chariot driver, wheel around and get me out of the fighting. I've been wounded. All day long, the battle raged and the king was propped up in his chariot facing the Arameans. The blood flowed from his wound or the blood from his wound ran to the floor of the chariot. And that evening he died. As the sun was setting, a cry spread throughout the army. Every man to his town, everyone to his own land. Um. So when Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, returned safely to his palace in Jerusalem, Jehu the seer, the son of uh, Hanani, went out to meet him. <laughs> Hanani? Every time I say that, you laugh. Well, um, yeah, well, I mean, okay, look, I've got a nine-year-old son, and for some fucking reason, he likes the memes and shit that go around on the internet, and he, he does the one thing repeatedly, he goes, Nani? That whole, I don't know what that's from or what that even is supposed to mean, but I just know that my son goes around and goes, Nani. It's and, super annoying. Yeah. And so <laughs> that name reminds me of Xander doing that. Okay. So he went out to meet him. Or the, uh, Jehu went out to meet Jehoshaphat, right, when he got back from the battle mm -hmm. and said to the king, should you help the wicked and... Uh, and love those who hate the Lord. Because of this, the wrath of the Lord is upon you. There is, however, some good in you, for you have rid the land of the Asherah poles and have set your heart on seeking God. 
So he says there's good in him, but he's doing dumb shit by, like, you know, helping the Israelites. Mm -hmm. So uh, the king died. We're, We're back to Ahab, right? Okay. Ahab, the king, died and was brought to Samaria. And they buried him there. They washed the chariot at a pool in Samaria where the prostitutes bathe. That <laughs> seems super unsanitary. <laughs> yeah. You, you, at this point in time in history, I would say you definitely want your own private shower. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they washed the chariot at that pool and the dogs licked up his blood as the word of the Lord had declared. You remember back before they said the dogs would lick up those who died in the city and the birds of the sky would... Um, eat those who died in the country. I can imagine the prostitutes were just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? We bathe here. <laughs> right. They put this chariot full of blood and they're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, anyway. Um, all right. So as for the other events of Ahab's reign, including all he did, his palace he built and inlaid with ivory and the cities he fortified. Are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Ahab rested with his fathers. So we don't know if they're written in the book of the annals of the kings of, of Israel because that is a lost text. Oh, we don't know. this is the thing. Yeah, this is the thing where he gets written down in the annals. Uh, he becomes an anal king. Annals. Whatever. <sighs> okay, so moving on. Um, Ahaziah. Ahaziah! <laughs> Ahaziah. Um, who was Ahab's son, uh, succeeded him as king. Uh, he did evil in the eyes of the Lord because he walked in the ways of his father and mother and in the ways of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who caused Israel to sin. He served and worshipped Baal and provoked the Lord and God, uh, the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger just as his father had done. Now, uh, Mesha, king of Moab, raised sheep, and he had to supply the king of Israel with a hundred thousand lambs and with the wool of a hundred thousand rams. But after Ahab died, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. That's all this says in here. So I'm guessing, and this is kind of out of this is out of place. This is pulled from Second uh, Kings, and we were currently reading from First Kings because this is where it belongs in the cr- uh, Chronology. chronology yeah. of the story. Um, yeah, and so just to let you guys know, we're reading out of a book that's literally called the Daily Bible. Yeah, and it uh, arranges things chronologically. Yeah, and the story. So, so we're not necessarily reading it like you know, uh, book after book, chapter after chapter. Uh, we're reading it as it makes sense in, in chronological suppo- order. Yeah, in supposed history. Yeah. So, meanwhile in Judah. <laughs> meanwhile in Judah. Jehoshaphat lived in Jerusalem, and he went out a- uh, again among the people from Beersheba to the hill country of Ephraim and turned them back to the Lord, the God of their fathers. He appointed judges in the land in each of the fortified cities of Judah. He told them, consider carefully what you do, because you are not judging for man, but for the Lord, who is with you whenever you give a verdict. Now, let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Judge carefully, for with the uh, for with the Lord our God, there is no injustice or partiality or bribery. In Jerusalem also, Jehoshaphat appointed some of the Levite priests and heads of Israelite families to administer the law of the Lord and to settle disputes. And they lived in Jerusalem. He gave them these orders. 
You must serve faithfully and wholeheartedly in the fear of the Lord in every case that comes before you from your fellow countrymen who live in the cities, whether bloodshed or concerns of the law, commands, decrees, or ordinances, you are to warn them not to sin against the Lord. Otherwise, his wrath will come on you and your brothers. Do this and you will not sin. Amariah, the chief priest, will be over you in any matter concerning the Lord. And Zebediah, son of Ishmael, the leader of the tribe of Judah, will be over you in any matter concerning the king. And the Levites will serve as officials before you. Act with courage, and may the Lord be with those who do well. So he's reforming the justice system Mm -hmm. and basically trying to turn everybody back to Yahweh-focused. So after this, the Moabites and Ammonites with some of the Munites, they're from Mount Seir. All right. So that's, that's where the Munites are from. They came to make war on Jehoshaphat. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom from the other side of the sea. It is already in Hazazon Tamar. Yes, I know. (laughs) So alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of all of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. O our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. But now, here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance? O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. So let me summarize this. He basically yelled out into the air to nobody, God, we're going to get fucked. And these people, we didn't fuck them up before, but now they're coming to fuck us over. Could you fuck them up instead? Yeah. Uh-huh, pretty much. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> so um, all the men in Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood before the Lord. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jahaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite and descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. I don't know why all that was fucking necessary. (laughs) You gotta name everybody, honey. Accuracy is the key part of the Bible. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jerul. Uh, 
You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. So, early in the morning... They left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. As they began to sing in praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looks toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So, if you guys didn't know the pattern of the Bible, this has happened a couple of times before. So, the first time it happened, uh, well, I don't know. No, the first time it happened it was in Judges. Uh, Judges 7.22, uh, it said that uh, 300 trumpets sounded. The Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. And uh, <laughs> the army fled to Beth Shitta. <laughs> the army took a Shitta in their pants. <laughs> but there was that time. And then in 1 Samuel or 1 Samuel, something like that, 14.20, um, it says, Saul, uh, then Saul and all his men assembled and went to the battle. They found the Philistines in total confusion, striking each other with their swords. Yeah. So this is something that God does on a regular basis. He'll throw confusion onto, you know, as, as a tactic for helping the, uh, in this case, it'd be Judah. Yeah. Defeat these, these people. So, um, this is one of the contradictions in the Bible, I believe, because, uh, you know, like there's there's a certain section that says, well, God doesn't cause anybody to become confused or he's not confusing or something like that. But uh-huh. then you've got all these other examples of God causing confusion yeah. to benefit the Israelites or the, the Jew, uh, Judah in this case. Not the Jew. They're not Jews yet. <laughs> okay. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, yeah. So there's only dead bodies, right? No one had escaped. So dead bodies everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. They plundered that booty. <laughs> Well, so they just watched these three groups of men kill each other off and then took all their shit. I mean, how surreal would that be, like, at the very end? Because you know that the very last guy that died on that field, it wasn't just one guy. It had to have been the two last guys. Yeah. 
because they would have had to have like shot a uh, shot an arrow or thrown an axe or something like that at or the same time. I stabbed each other with or their swords. stabbed each other with their swords. Yeah, at the same uh, time. Yeah, I, li- I I like thinking of them throwing axes at each other at the same time because oh, okay. they they throw them both at the same time and they both kill each other at the same time and then they die and then you've got the people from Judah that are just like. I guess looking, we'll steal their shit now. <laughs> looking at each other like the fuck just happened. Let's go get their shit. So on the fourth day, they assembled in the Valley of Baraka. <laughs> oh, Barak. <laughs> ba- Baraka, where okay. they praised the Lord. This is why they call it the Valley of Baraka to this day. So Baraka in Hebrew, um, let's see, it means praise. Valley of praise. Valley of praise. So they praised on the fourth day. They praised in that valley. They praised in the valley of praise. Of course. That's why it's called that though. Uh, It wasn't called the valley of praise before. Oh, it's called the valley of praise because they praised there on that day. Well, then also, I mean, they, they had to praise God before God would, you know, come and help them. Well, I mean, this was after. I know. Yeah. So anyway, Then, led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem, for the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lutes and trumpets. For the fear of God came upon all the kingdoms of the countries when they heard how the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. And the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for God had given him rest on every side. Right. You know, th- that sounds really familiar to what's, uh, what we were talking about on the Skeptic Mafia podcast, which if you guys don't know, you only get it if you join the Skeptic Mafia by hitting that join link. But now, uh, you know, there's people that are celebrating, uh, you know, the death of their political opponents like Elijah Cummings. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can I, I can't but to help, you know, make a connection between stuff like this in the Old Testament and stuff that we're seeing now in our political environment. Yeah, it's Jesse Lee Peterson. You should put the link to that video. Um, The, is it, I don't know who did it's the article, article on the Friendly Atheist. Yeah, you should put the link to that article in this one. Yeah, I will. Okay. It's down in the description. <laughs> and if you want to see the Skeptic Mafia podcast, smash that join link, y'all. <laughs> or go to joinskepticmafia.com. Yep. Later, sometime later, because now that's over, right? Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, made an alliance with Ahaziah, king of Israel, who was guilty of wickedness. He agreed with him to construct a fleet of trading ships. Now, Jehoshaphat built a fleet of trading ships to go to Ophir for gold. But these were different. This was mm-hmm. this was uh, ones that Israel wanted to, jo- to build, and they joined with them to do it. So after these were built at Ezion-Geber, uh, Elizer, son of Dodavahu of Merashah, prophesied against Jehoshaphat, saying, Because you made an alliance with Ahaziah, the Lord will destroy what you have made. The ships were wrecked and were not able to sa- set sail to trade. At that time, Ahaziah, king of Ahab, or sorry, son of Ahab, said to Jehoshaphat, Let my men sail with your men. But Jehoshaphat refused. Yeah, because Jehoshaphat ain't no bitch. Well, I mean, he the prophecy said, you know, you shouldn't align with these people. Mm-hmm. And the ships were destroyed. So the next time he had a chance to align with them, he was like, fuck no. No, last time nope. God shit on us. I don't want you to sink stuff. my fucking ships. 
Meanwhile in Israel. Meanwhile in Israel. Ahaziah had fallen through the lattice of his upper room in Samaria and injured himself. <laughs> so he sent messengers saying to them, go and cons- consult Abel Zabub, the god of Ekron, to see if I will recover from this injury. But, oh. yeah, right? It's weird, yeah. right? But uh, the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, the, tish- the Tishbite, Go up and meet the messengers of the king of Samaria and ask them, is it because there is no God in Israel that you are going off to consult Beelzebub, the god of Ekron? Therefore, this is what the Lord says. You will not leave the bed you are lying on. You will certainly die. So Elijah <laughs> went. <laughs> you're going to die, motherfucker, because you're, you're, I mean, he's convening basically with Satan. Well, with a different god. Beelzebub? No. Beelzebub? No. I mean, it's not that far away from it. <laughs> uh, let's see. When the messengers returned to the king, he asked them, why have you come back? A man came to meet us, they replied. And he said to us, go back to the king who sent you and tell him. This is what the Lord says. It is because there is no God in Israel that you are sending men to consult Beelzebub. You're, you know what? You're, I think you're right. You might be right. <laughs> now it's clicking yeah clickety clacking up there <laughs> gotta get those gears working it's been a long day shush okay so be- now i'm not now i'm gonna have a hard time saying <laughs> bail subub the god of ekron therefore you will not leave the bed you are lying on you will certainly die the king asked them what kind of man was it who came to meet you and told you this they replied he was a man with a garment of hair and a le- with le- with a leather belt around his waist. Sounds fucked up, right? The king said, "That was Elijah the Tishbite. Apparently, he has a no a well known fashion sense." Wait, uh, a lot. Is this Elisha or no, Elijah? Elijah. Yeah. Elijah the Tishbite. So that that's very interesting because that is actually paralleled in the New Testament. If you didn't know, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, because uh, a, a lot of people say that uh, John the Baptist is, uh, you know, the second coming of Elijah. Uh-huh. And um, so the, the whole hair, like the garment of hair and everything like that, that's how John the Baptist is described in the New Testament. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We're going to get there soon. I know. I Ish. can't wait for it. Ish. We'll get there sometime. Next year. <laughs> Maybe Nick. I don't know. Yeah, I think it'll, I think it'll be next year. We'll get there. I mean, we got a bit to go. Yeah. Okay. So, the king knows, uh, a, uh, not Ahab, sorry, uh, Ahaziah, the king, he knows that it's Elijah. Mm-hmm. So, he sent to Elijah a captain with his company of 50 men. The captain went up to Elijah, who was sitting on the top of a hill, and said to him, Man of God, the king says, come down. Elijah answered the captain, if I am a man of God, may fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50 men. Seems kind of bitchy, right? Yeah. And so this is the part where he like, you know, uh, where, where Elijah becomes a firebender yeah. and causes God to shit fire down on people. Well, why are you spoiling alerting? Spoil alert. Oh, I'm sorry. Spoil, Was that not spoiling? The, I'm sorry. Was that not the part you just read? No, it's the next sentence. Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. Then fire fell from heaven and consumed the captain and his men. I took the fire right out of that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
So at this, the king sent Elijah, another captain with his 50 men. The captain said to him, man of God, this is what the king says. Come down at once. If I am a man of God, Elijah replied, may fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50 men. Then the fire of God fell from heaven and consumed him and his 50 men. So just so that you guys understand this point here, God is killing, has killed a hundred people so far just because- 102. 102? The two captains and their 50 men each. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, 102 uh, people, just because they want to escort him to go and talk to uh, I huzzah. Not even because they want to, because the king ordered them to go right. get Elijah. Right. So, and all they do was ask him to come with them. Yeah, I, I've never, I, I mean, this is just senseless murder of people here. So, the king sent a third captain with his 50 men. Oh, fuck. I know where this is going to go. This third captain went up and fell on his knees before Elijah. Man of God, he begged. Please have respect for my life and the lives of these 50 men, your servants. See, fire has fallen from heaven and consumed the first two captains and all of their men, but now have respect for my life. The angel of the Lord said to Elijah, go down with him and do not be afraid of him. So Elijah got up and went down with him to the king. Like, so he was going to do it anyway to begin with. So, but we just had to kill 102 people first because reasons. Well, well, okay. So there's a few things I want to point out here. For okay. one thing, angel of the Lord, of course, that's Jesus. Um, like the, the angel of, of the Lord, the word of the Lord, that those are going to be like Jesus appearances. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, number two, it, they had to make it like on the third time. Like it had to be the third time. Doesn't it always? Well, yeah. Well, okay. So three is kind of a magical number for wisdom and everything like that. I mean, like for instance, you've got the three, I guess, governing bodies of, of Yahweh, the three, the three components of Yahweh, mm-hmm. uh, which would be the father, the son, and the Holy ghost. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so three is a very, uh, um, like a magical number. And so it had to be the third time to come because on the third time they bent the knee, praised God mm-hmm. and subjected themselves to the will of God. Right. right. And so that is always marked as wisdom in like the old Testament and everything like that. Except for that time earlier when we had three armies that killed each other. That was kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, that was definitely stupid. But what I'm saying is is that it had to be the third time because three is a magical number for wisdom. Yeah. And uh, the wisdom that they espoused was, you know, bending themselves to God. So, like, if you're, if you're going to use this for, like, a sermon or something like that to teach something, that would be it. To subject yourself to God because otherwise God's going to fuck you up. Yeah. So, uh, he told the king... So Elijah went down with him, right? So Elijah told the king, this is what the Lord says. It is because there is no God in Israel for you to consult that you have sent messengers to consult Baal-zebub, the god of Ekron. Because you have done this, you will never leave the bed you are lying on. You will certainly die. So he died. (laughs) He died! If if you didn't have enough reason to watch the Jesse Lee Peterson thing we were talking about a little bit of go in in the in yeah. the um, description, go watch that and that'll make sense. Okay, 
So according to the word of the Lord that Elijah had spoken, he died because of that. As for all the other events of Ahaziah's reign and what he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? We don't know. Another anal king. Well, they're all written there, and all the history is written there, and the proof is written there in this lost text that nobody has ever seen. Or is ever mentioned in other historical texts. Yeah. So, there's that. Quite convenient, I should say. Uh, yeah, very convenient. Yes. So, because Ahaziah had no son, Joram, or Jehoram... <laughs> Jehor! Uh, yes, the son of Ahab, so his brother, right? Ahaziah's mm-hmm. brother, succeeded him as king. Now, it's interesting because in in 2 Kings chapter 1, it says he succeeded him as king in Israel in of Israel in Samaria in the 18th year of Jehoshaphat. But in 2 Kings chapter 3, just two chapters later, mm-hmm. it says that he succeeded him as king in the second year of Jehoram, son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. And he reigned 12 years. That so there's a little weird. bit of a, yeah, uh, but the names are similar. And so it's kind of, it's a little confusing. I'm not sure, uh, but they are different between first Kings chapter one and first King, or sorry, uh, sorry, second Kings chapter one and second Kings chapter three. Mm-hmm. Um, but the important thing is, is that um, Ahaziah's brother succeeds him as King um, Joram or Jehoram. Um, and he reigns for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Joram did evil in the eyes of the Lord, but not as his father and mother had done. He got rid of the sacred stone of Baal that his father had made. Nevertheless, he clung to the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. And he did not turn away from them. So the the sins of Jerry, if, if memory serves, is that... Jerry allowed like different uh, idols and everything like that to be worshipped in the land. Different uh, altars. Yeah, they lived. They lived amongst the other people and could worship other things. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, multiculturalism is the reason why he was a bad person. Oh boy. <laughs> we're not even. Gonna, we're not even going to go there. So next, that's all for today. Next time on the Bible. We are going to, we've already met Elisha, the prophet, but we're going to talk more about, we're going to basically, you're going to get Elisha's story, right? Um, And there's, and Elisha was replacing Elijah. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of. I wonder if this week is the week we're going to see Elijah ascend into heaven on his uh, fire chariot. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Elijah being taken up and Elisha receiving the spirit. Ooh, is this the bears one? What? It's like one of the first things that happens after Elisha takes over his prophetic duties. Oh, he fuck he fucks 42 kids with bears. Yeah. So not where I was just talking about right now, but Next week, yes, we're gonna we're gonna have that. It's the forty two bears week, y'all. Yeah. Better stay tuned for that massacre. Yeah. So um that's gonna happen. Elisha performs some miracles. Yeah. Yeah. And uh which is really interesting. He purifies some things. He also 
feeds that dick. Yeah, he also feeds um a hundred men with uh twenty loaves of bread. What? Hold on. So feeding a lot of people with, with loaves loaf. of bread? Yep. It's to, like, uh, do the New Testament writers, like, even change a fucking thing? Yeah, a little bit. There was no fish. Oh, god damn it. Oh, we gotta, we gotta make it different. You gotta make it a little <laughs> add, bit different. Add some fish. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna go through that story. Um, he foretells of a famine, right? Right. So we're gonna talk about that. And uh, then we're gonna talk about an axe head. And that'll be the end of that. And then after the week after that, we're going to talk about miracles and massacres. So that'll be fun. Woo! My yeah. two favorite things on a Sunday night. Miracles <laughs> and massacres. So, yeah. All right. Well, heathens, I hope that you appreciated this Bible study this week. Remember, if you don't want to get fucked over by God, you got to bend at the knee and suck his dick. Oh, boy. We had to end on that. Mm-hmm. All right. So once you're done doing that, don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all. <laughs>